Hello, this is Great Minds Don't Think Alike. You're listening to Sin Nation, and this is our very exciting last show of the season, Controversy Week. So this this time you are with me, Christian. Me, Eamon. Yeah, I'm Issa. And the controversies we'll be talking about are mostly the terrible vaccine, all of the diet cures talk, and issues with autism research and where it should be focused on and where it is currently focused on and what's wrong with that and what's right with that. So you can like us on Facebook, please do, at Great Minds Don't Think Alike, or follow us on Twitter on uh, at G-M-D-T-A-S-Y-N. And now we're discussing the quite controversial, as some would say, I would say stupid view of vaccinations causing autism. Um, Look, it's quite a big thing at the moment. I think that was disproven, wasn't it? Well, look, basically the only scientific study on it was done by a doctor uh, but done on a doc, by a doctor in the 80s. He basically did a study that linked autism to vaccinations. However, he later admitted that he did that due to being bribed. The journal he published in it has since re- retracted it and he was, got into a lot of trouble a few years later. Um, yeah, um, I was reading. Actually, I was reading on the internet this morning. There was like some. Um, there was. There's been like a couple of other studies, but uh, the scientists who did them decided that you know, because you know, a, a lot of scientists, you know, they're ve- they're very specific on you know, they're very careful about what they say is like correct and what's not correct. And they said that the sample size wasn't really big enough to draw can can you know to conclusively disprove any link between uh, autism and vaccines. So, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of you know, people... No, it's just, it's just a really annoying topic where someone did a really dodgy study on it, but no one else has actually bothered to put in the money um, uh, to, do, to do another study that disproves it um, in a scientific enough manner to stop everyone from, you know, thinking that vaccines cause autism. And I suppose that's just mainly because the theory is completely ridiculous and no one who knows anything about Mm. autism really believes it. Yeah, to be honest, it's one of those things that I wish we could just stop talking about because, you know, it has been disproven and those scientific foundations have just been completely uprooted. But unfortunately, it seems that we have to keep talking about it because it's out there, it's been spread, and people still believe this. So unfortunately, we have to keep reminding people that it's, you know, even though it's been banned on autism discussion online boards and things like that, it's just, it's, well, it's, it's a rumour that's spread well, everywhere. The and issue is it's dangerous mm. because if people don't take vaccinations, they die. They already know what, yeah, that, what does cause autism, though. Well, autism, look, it's an All ambiguous they, thing. There's not even a proper, it's like ambiguous to say if some, you know, what the actual definition of autism is. It's a spectrum. It's yeah, not... Yeah just a single disorder. So it's very difficult, but furthermore... They've traced it, though. They managed but, to do yeah, it. Yeah, but f- furthermore, to not be vaccinated is incredibly dangerous with disease. There's a reason why we've managed to, you know, we have lower rates of polio, of mumps. There's all these dangerous diseases. Basically, if you don't get a vaccination, you risk dying. Yeah, there's, more, there's new, like, there's... There, there's Oh, yeah, as time goes on, they're developing vac- vaccinations like all these different d- diseases, and you know, as as time goes on, the um the increased risk is just greater and greater from not getting uh, 
proper vaccines. Yeah, so it's 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 twofold really. Like not only does not taking a vaccine mean that, that there's obviously a horrible health risk, but you know, it also shows that people are equating obviously seeing autism as a disease. So basically, well sh- surely people know the health risks anyway of not getting your child vaccinated. Like they they know that. So well they don't. Oh, the, but I honestly I I think they do. I I think that it it's it it's um it's partly in showing I, some people partly showing that they're they're more afraid of their children becoming so to speak autistic than they are of their children contracting a virus for, for some that's, I, that's I, 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 I honestly don't believe that I, I have spoken to anti-vaxxers and they've blatantly said that if you don't get vaccinated diseases don't exist and it's you know caused by big pharma it's nothing more than a ridiculous conspiracy theory and a complete abuse of science, scientific research. And I, I'm very much scientific research is very easy to abuse because um, no true scientist will ever say yes, this is definitely true because the pr- principles of science, you know, just say that it's there's very few things that you can conclusively prove. Well, yes, that's the thing. It's very difficult. But look, there's. It's been conclusively disproven, the link between autism and vaccinations. That's what my main issue is with this discussion. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, we're having this discussion because even though it has been disproven, not everyone realises that because it seems to be a convenient thing to believe. The classic um, correlation does not equal causation thing. Like, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe the autism diagnoses have increased as um, vaccines have increased but you know or the use of vaccines but but also the amount of superhero movies being released over the past few years has also increased as has the um, diagnoses of autism so I don't really think one of those has caused yeah. the other well there's a few things because look the age at which children get vaccinated is generally the age at which the first signs of autism become visible so there is some link between but it's entirely coincidental. It's not related to the actual vaccines. It's simply, you know, that's the age. It's also the age when they start to walk and talk. So vaccines don't cause that. The, the, the other <coughs> big myth is these so-called diet cures, which people seem to be placing their faith on, a faith in an unequal amount. So, um, Eamon, it seems like you had pretty strong opinion about naturopaths sort of... Um, well, well, I don't have issues with naturopaths in general. In general, but, I'm not, in, but in, in what, terms what of... What I have issue, And look, honestly, I think the vast majority of these people are incredibly uneducated and don't have any qualifications at all. It's just they... Like, there's that celebrity in um, a talk show host in America who's openly said she doesn't believe in vaccines and she's an expert in autism because she's got a son with autism who actually... There's been there's, look there's been allegations that he actually doesn't have autism and there's b- rumours around the definition of the diagnosis. But that doesn't make you an expert. Dropping something out of your body doesn't mean you magically possess this knowledge around everything in relation to human physiology. So that is that is what my main claim is. It's these incredibly uneducated people are making really dangerous claims and invoking very yet yeah, very risky things because as i say if you don't get if you don't get vaccinated you are gambling with your child's life 
Let's talk about something other than vaccines now. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a just, yes. I think no, we've we're said we're all there is to say, and there isn't very yes, much. To say. I know. I am <laughs> exhausted talking about it, but unfortunately, so I, yes. now, diet cures. Well, I think like an equally ridiculous sort of celebrity endorsement I, I happened to hear about was you could someone di- on uh, yeah, My well, Kitchen Rules. Yes, but well, one, that, the, um, one, one that's of the thing. Is, there's so many celebrity endorsements that people well, seem to take to. Well, well I'll, I'll like to give the viewers a background who haven't you know seen what we've done. So, Pete Evans, he's a judge on My Kitchen Rules. Mm-hmm. He basically linked the rise in autism to the modern Australian diet. Um, he promoted his own diet that basically bans <coughs> all types of dairy and grains, but instead encourages people to eat meat, eggs, vegetables, and and oils. Um, yeah, he got into a lot of trouble by the Heart Foundation and the Dietitians Association of Australia, and both of those organisations have spoken out against the paleo diet, which is the one he's promoting. Um, yeah, so a while back he basically went on this rant on Facebook claiming that, yeah, that this, that, you know, the, the modern Australian diet is what's co- causing autism and instead we should switch over to the paleo diet, which has been slammed by numerous organisations already. And, yeah, so there's been a... Um, so there's a lot of issues around that. I, I have a lot of trouble when the fact... This guy is a chef. His ability is to make food taste good. Not He's not a doctor. He's not a, you know... He's not a scientist. He basically has the ability to mix spices well. And suddenly he knows everything about human biology. Well, yeah. And unfortunately, it's because so many parents are so desperate to know... What what to do? How how to solve it? How to like what, what to give their kids to solve it? Do, you know, if there's something you can buy, I find put in the bowl and feed to them and just to magically lift away all their problems. So they don't really have they're not really setting high standards to where they get that information from. If if the, someone thinks they have the answer, if someone seems to have the answer, they'll take it. Especially if there's someone they know from TV, unfortunately. Well, yes, that's. But AC, you were saying? Yeah, um, I. You know, I think that a lot of things, you know, that they, they say they solve autism or, you know, they solve this or that or whatever other neurodiverse condition like that, you know, like especially something like autism, uh, it's so, so complicated that they can't, that, you know, there's so many different issues. If it's um, so like a treatment for one specific issue associated with autism, it would it is so much more likely to be credible than some, than like a blanket cure for autism or whatever. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, diet cures, of course, is nonsense. But, you know, diet to manage, okay, sleep problems or, or even, well, I'm not sure about anxiety problems, but I think, you know, probably the most uh, likely one is, okay, certain diets, certain foods can help you have a better night's rest and a better night's sleep and just improve your health generally, autistic or not. If, you know, if, if, if with, of course, with, with enough studies, I, I could... I could get behind that. I could, I could believe in that. As, as you, as you said, it's sort of targeting specific the specific things that are difficult, but just getting rid of the whole spec, yeah, getting rid of the whole your um, expression of the spectrum in you. It's not. You couldn't even really call it a cure because it is just simply a part of yourself. So what you're, you're not really curing anything. You're just sort of messing around, poking around, taking out one thing. One another thing will start to compensate and just changing it. It's just not something you can remove like that. 
or should be yeah. active? Well, look, I, I think we'd all agree that if someone on the spectrum or not is wanting to go on, you know, you should definitely have a healthy diet of, you know, mixed meat, of, you know, decent proteins, vegetables, fruits, drink lots of water. You know, that's, that's very good for you. There's both physical and psychological benefits to that. But to expect, expect to completely change your entire neurological makeup as a result of you eat additional oils is utterly impossible and ridiculous. And now we're going to be moving on to talking about autism research. And as you pointed out uh, before, Eamon, perhaps we will not agree quite so much on this one. Yeah. <laughs> because, oh, it's great that we all agree on the well, others. Well, I think look, the others yeah. are pretty clear. Just, just but... to fill people in, I was talking about how, you know, basically we were saying with the last ones, they're all rubbish. We were all sort of in agreement with them. We were like, now we can actually have a discussion yeah, where absolutely. we're <laughs> putting forward different opinions. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll... Yes, because you know, what what should be what uh, different people have different views on what they think should be researched and where it should go, and it's yep. a much more complex issue than just this is not completely unscientific, scientifically unfounded nonsense. So what's so, with that recent conference? The recent conference. Yeah, the re- yes, there was a the conference you recently went to, Christian, wasn't there? Oh yes, that was uh, the shaping futures. With, um, yeah, I, I did. I did Some big autism was, conference. Uh, yeah, at, at, at Trebe University, yes. Yeah. Which, uh, um, well, look, I think probably the most, there was one particularly good uh, presentation I can point to was, okay, this is useful, and that was looking into um, other types of, you know, research into how best to teach children with autism because they've sort of discovered that social learning does not tend to really work very well for them. Okay, then what does? And they were looking a little bit, not not that roll up, but a, a little bit into what actually does work. Like most of the presentation was social learning does not work because of this reason, because of this reason, because of this reason. We should look into teaching them in other ways, and these are possible other options. So I'd like to see more research done into uh, um, ways to teach them, such as you know learning by doing or learning by uh, other other ways of um, of learning. Social learning, I, s- I suppose, is basically just like learning by imitation, like monkey see, monkey do type thing. If you want to think of it that way, which apparently autistic people don't t- tend to be very strong in, but learning by doing seems to be mm. a bigger thing. So, what, what do you guys think? Do you, do you think we should be researching into how best to teach people on children, mainly on the spectrum? Definitely, I think that is something. In fact, not even just children on the spectrum, but every individual. Like the um, the current methods for teaching, I think, um, can work well for others, but there are much more effective ways that can be taught. Um, I think one of the things is in schools, they don't really te- aim to teach people. You don't learn how to learn. Um, you just learn the information that they're sort of giving you. I think. Um, I think definitely... More research into how to educate people would be really beneficial to society, and especially within autism neurodiversity. I think that's a great segue into it, and yeah, so yeah. I, I definitely support research in this field. What about you, Richard? Well, yeah, I suppose so yeah, not even not even just for people with autism, even people who, who are neurodiverse. But I think like the future of education kind of needs to focus on, you know, not. It, rather than just like one specific thing, we go. I, I reckon it would be so much better if, like, the if um people would focus on getting 
you know, people who don't learn well in your standard classroom environment or whatever, social learning or whatever, people, you need, um, we need, to, I think we need like a whole focus on um, other ways to learn and, you know, trying to get more options so people don't have, so people can focus on things they're less less good at rather than having to, you know, adhere to like one what method of learning for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, this is, yeah, and because this can so clearly benefit not just people on the spectrum, the whole abandoning the one size fits all and having more, a more tailored approach to each student, hopefully that will mean that it's more likely to get off the ground. But of course, like the, so it's great that we all, again, agree on that. But the, of course, the, the other big thing is after uh, people on the spectrum are educated and after they go through schooling, they are still autistic. Like, you know, whether the, the other like three quarters or half of their life, they are autistic adults who are then entering into the workplace. And that's an area that quite clearly it's not, you know, is, is being researched even less. Like, obviously, most of it's focused on the early childhood, basically sort of assuming that you know, you're only autistic as a child, but the, the trick is to make them less autistic enough so they can function in society. When really, you're still autistic even when you're an adult. It's it's more about well, what what do you guys think? Do you think research should be focused on inclusion or like who? Do you think society needs to sort of the problem, move around them, or do you think um, autistic people need to well, move around society? I think I well, I think you know the reason why it's all focused on you know kids is because you know when you're um when when you're a kid you know it's like um it the you know you have to learn there's heaps of stuff you have to learn and co- and you know because there's so much you have to learn as a kid um uh. Um, you know, having autism or something can really get in the way of way, way of that phase, and then you go into high school, and then there's like, and then um, in that you know that's probably like the least accepting state pl- place and stuff. It's just not, it's 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 kind of hard, like it's super social and stuff, and you just so then that's a big problem. And compared to those problems, you know, everything else when you're an adult, it, you know, adulthood probably is not it. Isn't that big of an issue on like that like big is that big issues you have to like f- focus on? You got those big two, those two big hurdles, and also it's kind of much easier to market kids than you know adults because you know adults are supposed to be independent and you know able to like f- it's it it's not it's not a good you know the only way to do it, you know you can do. You can mark up for adults if you want to do the autism speaks disabilities type strategy, but it's not that's not how it's going to work. Really? What do you think about this, Eamon? Well, look, I, I think in relation to where we should be putting our research and with adults, look, I'm... In terms of... What what I think we should be doing is I think everyone has something to offer. People who are neurologically different and may... Let's just say, you know, they're not... They're lacking in social skills or, you know, something like that, or they struggle to read you know, face, they can't recognise facial expressions, they may still be incredibly intelligent in other fields and often more so. Um, there's a bit of a cliche, but every cliche does have an element of truth to it. There's a lot of people I know who are very deeply on the spectrum and have a hard time communicating with people, but have an incredible understanding of mathematics, of com- computers have, you know, strong understandings of, you know, quantum physics. I think um, 
I think that we should be researching how to properly harness each individual's talents and skills instead of seeing it as a disability, so to speak, we're more thinking of it as a different way of existing, as sort of... Um, I guess the best example would be to regard it as a different computer software where it may have difficulties with communicating with other programs, but it can process... It does have its certain advantages and can process information in a, in a different way to others, which can often give it an incredible a range of benefits. Um, Definitely. So, yeah, I think that's where what research... and In terms of what society should do, look, I've done a lot of studies around sociology and I honestly believe it's very difficult to change society. So, so, it society is, but that's what we're, change overnight. Yeah, but that, yeah. that is what we're going to try and do. And this is obviously a very complex issue, so we're obviously going to need to keep talking about this because there is this sort of kooky, wacky idea that autistic adults are imaginary and don't exist. Or you know that it's it's like it's just a, it's it seems it's like a childhood condition, and you know adults are sort of completely overlooked both in terms of both as research participants and as unfortunately people like ourselves or most of ourselves who can actually inform the discussion around autism and have a say in where the research goes, which is I'll, what we're trying I'll, to do. I watched a program about um, kids with ADHD and like you know what happens when they grow up because that get, get, get got barely and barely you know any. Media attention. I can't remember what they said though. So yeah, there is like I suppose there's a limited amount of media around when uh, neurodiverse people like actually grow up. But there's not. It's not like you know the main scene is all about kids and kids, and that's a bit. Yeah, and 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 it's also like we can, you could talk about the, the so the end user, the people who you should be helping, the people who are going to be benefited. Um, hopefully by this research and and the people who are referred to there are mostly families and carers who I you know don't get me wrong I, I, I recognize when you're talking about raising an autistic child how how challenging you know in some of some aspects of that can actually be and how it's important to uh, to support them with those challenges but also there are autistic adults who really do need to you really do need to supporting them to get to a stage where they need uh, at least a very very minimal level of support from families and caregivers so and and, and you know, even remember that the even if you're talking about supporting families and caregivers they are supporting people on the spectrum so it it all comes down to people on the spectrum it's it's very very frustrating when all you hear is particularly with you know organization like autism speaks all you hear is talk of families caregivers they're the ones that we need to be focused on because they're not the main priority what, what what do you do, do you guys agree or do, do you do you think that there's an, an overemphasis on families and caregivers or do you think it's we need like we need more forums kind of like this show you know where we're all talking you know where you know it's the actual neurodiverse people who are trying who will because i mean uh, a lot of the thing it's all it's all like you know uh it, yeah, it's 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 like uh, it's often like neurotypicals just talking about um or like uh, autism and all these other neurodiverse conditions where you know and it's just it's we like we a lot of the, a lot of the time the, I'm you know it's like uh, like the main media attention just seems to forget that we can speak for ourselves as well and you know of course the parents and caregivers really matter but you know we're really. 
We need more forms for us. Yes, well, look, um, I, I think, um, in look, there is some emphasis on the caregivers. I, I do want to say that I think in terms of um, generally in disability, there is often a lack of recognition of caregivers. Um, but I, I do think that in specifically with autism, especially people who are on the less extreme side and can function, are capable of being self-sustaining, there is a lack of support there that can help them get by. Um, I honestly think that would be in the best interest for caregivers as well because this person, the individual, can actually be self-sustaining and then it you know, eases, eases the burdens off the caregivers or families. But, um, look, just going back to the topic of research, I honestly think we do need to be conducting more more research. Um, at the moment, there's this big trend to find out the cause of it. and um, It's genetic. That's basically Yes, that's the thing. Basically, there's this idea of looking at genetics and, you know, is it genetic, this argument no, around that. I think, they, I think they did prove that it's genetic. Okay, yes, you think they've proven it. But... Um, Look, I honestly think that we should be spending more time looking at ways of ways of what's the word for b- lack of a specific b- pro- best yes, specific be- problem <coughs> rather than treating autism as a disease that needs to be cured. You know, it's not with um problems like you know like um it decreased social skills and you know um fixate fi- fixation and obsession with specific topics and things like that they're not symptoms of a disease it's, you know it's not it's real um you know with something like autism you know it's not autism that causes all of these different um differences it's these differences that make you autistic because you know autism they it's just a whole set whole set of different you know so, you know, when you're classifying something as autism, it's just a set of different, um, you know, attributes. It's not, you know, it, it's not like some biological virus thing that actually makes any of this happen. No, it's and, and that's that's yeah. Autism is really just sort of the umbrella term that we put on. A, it's just sort of a term of convenience. It's a collection of differences, yes. as you said. It's not something you can just neatly extract or even neatly find the cause of. And we certainly should be sinking so many billions of dollars into the, the, the dead end that is looking for a cause when there's so many other, other things that, that need attending to. And, 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 and yeah, I, I totally agree with you. The point that you made before, Eamon, about if, if um, people with autism can become more independent, that's not only beneficial for caregivers, but also just what we yeah. should be sort of aiming towards. Not, not, um, it's, not, it's not sustainable to sort of um, look, look into more ways to support them to live, you know, as a life support. We should be, it's, you know, if you want to think of it as uh, give a man a fish, they'll eat for a day, teach a man to fish, they'll eat for the rest of their life. You should be really teaching them yes. the skills to live independently, not you know, getting yes. them. Well, I, I honestly think we should be extending that to all disabilities where we yeah. can, is encouraging them and helping them to be self-sustaining. But I think it's sort of research should not just be focused on treating what that, what one may call the weaknesses of those mm. under the strength, but also the strengths. I've, as I said in the previous segment, there are a lot of people out there on the spectrum who have see the world 
they don't see it incorrectly, they see it differently and they can see patterns where others don't. I think our research should be trying to see how we can actually tap in and harness these... Um, <coughs> look, for lack of a better uh, a word, I'll say like there are people on the spectrum who can, can see things in better ways than other people and they, you know, have... Incre- you know, that they can remember things differently or they can calculate things or can absorb, you know, rapid amounts of information. And I honestly think we should be researching these kind of things, seeing how we can use these, treat them not as someone with an affliction, but as a tool for bettering society. I know at least Issa and I watched the recent speech by Suzanne Wright representing Autism Speaks at the Vatican, talking about the fact that we should be, there's the Christian value of um, giving to people who can't give back, which I totally agree with, but autistic people can actually give back. She was saying that, that we couldn't, and, you know, we were being so, people are being, neurotypicals are being so generous by giving to us when, um, yeah. when you know, we, the fact is we can actually give back. Like, research yeah. into us will, will actually have an economic in, investment. And we kind because, of... Well, well, I was just going to say, like, there was... Because we were discussing different advantages and tricks. So there's quite a famous artist in New York called Stephen Wilshire. He, um, he's diagnosed as being on the spectrum. And basically he was able to create amazing sketches based just on sort of um, seeing things once. He could have the, had this photographic memory and was able to draw incredibly detailed... Incredibly detailed sketches and artwork, yeah. and I think my mum showed me like a um, a sketch of a sketch of some guy. I'm not sure if it's the same dude, but he like flew over this pl- this city or whatever, and then he just like drew everything. Yeah, I think that Stephen Wilshire, like for the first time, I believe it was New York that he went to. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Flew yeah. around and was able to, and like they're incredibly valuable and incredibly good artwork. Um, Absolutely, and you don't you don't have to, certainly don't, that's a savant type skill. You don't have to have a savant type skill like that to contribute to society. Like autistic people, like anyone, um, is is able to contribute their own unique gifts and talents I suppose, to I think, society. I think so, one of the ca- um, characteristics of having autism is like um, I know spe- special interests that you like real that, that you know you you really you really like and you really get good at, and you know you know well I think. I think if you if you really want if you really want to um give to people with autism in a way that you will, you and all and the whole world can reap the reward you need to try and find uh you know useful employment for people with autism um and you know um probably you know other neurodiverse conditions as well you know that type of thing we really need to get we um if if you if you just if if you um try and find a way to harness all our all, all of our skills. Then, um, you know, the more opportunity we have for that, then you can, uh, you know, you, I'm sh- I'm sure we can we can find you know amazing, uh, just developments in whatever field that interests, um, uh, you know, autistic people, which are which it can be on you know wide variety of subjects. Absolutely. So 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 it's not just about helping autistic people. Live, <laughs> live. It's it's about it's basically you know these research centres is about helping autistic people help the wide society and and yeah autistic people tend to be very very good specialists and and specialists are obviously 
needed because it's quite hard to you know there are very, some there are some very specific needs out there some very specific sort of fields that you're 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 very hard pressed to find people to 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 work in and you know I, I think uh, the autistic community is a, one of the best places to look for that. Yeah, well, I I I agree. Um, Look, there's definitely others, other specialists out there. I'm not saying people have to be on the autism spectrum, but yeah, it oh, no. definitely does. Um, look, the concept of there's this concept in psychology of neuroplasticity, where when one part of the mind is missing or lesser than the other, other bits, basically, the mind can adapt. It's always evolving. So. When there's what some people may deem something missing, there's often something else there in its place. And I think we, re- if we want to get the best out of our society and all our members, we should really be aiming for seeing what gifts people have as opposed to simply what weaknesses they have. Absolutely. And, and, and looking at the same in you know, adults and, and, and children and, and anyone, it's, it's just a... Yeah, come on. Start, start, start with the strength. Start with you know what's what's the right way. Like, don't just identify the dead ends. Social learning, whatever it might be, identify the ways that you can actually the the, the ways that will actually lead to something productive and lead to a successful and fulfilling and independent lifestyle. That's also really important to to see autistic people as people who can actually become independent and can actually give back. So I think that is um, probably about all we have time for this week, unless there's something either of you two wanted to add to, to this discussion. Just no, I think that's it, though. I think, um, yeah, this is our last show for the year, so 